Before we get to today's episode, I have to tell you something. Simple Morning List is here. This was just a dream of mine to create this morning companion journal just a couple of months ago, and now it is something that you can hold in your hands, that you can use to start your day intentionally. And it includes a guide to creating five lists each morning. It really takes the pressure off of morning journaling and a morning routine because it sets it up for you each morning. The lists include surrender lists, gratitude lists, purpose statement, affirmations, and a hyper-focused to-do list. It also includes an introduction that takes you through all of these lists to help you understand why you're making them. It includes 12 weeks of space for these lists, and it also includes an extra journaling page each day that you can use for whatever you need it for, to-do lists or whatever it is you wanna use that space for. Along with that, you'll get 12 weekly challenges and a short essay to go along with those weekly challenges to just encourage you in your journey of living more intentionally and honestly, just opening your eyes to the good around you. I can't wait for you to get your hands on this. Just head over to simplemorninglist.com to find out more about it and to start making your list. And here's today's episode of Minimalish. Welcome to Minimalish, a podcast about minimalism, sort of. I'm your host, Desiree, and I strongly believe that minimalism isn't meant to be an identity, a standard to live up to, a set of roles, or anything along those lines, but rather just a tool to help us make room for the things that matter in our lives. And it looks different for everyone. Each week, you'll find me here having conversations about living with less realistically and the things that matter, like motherhood and family, intentional living, mindset, loving our people, and everything in between. More than anything, it's my goal to remind you, and often myself too, that you're worthy of creating a life filled up with what matters to you, and that you're already enough just as you are. I'm so glad you're here, friend. Here's today's episode. Hi, friend. Welcome back to Minimalish. I'm keeping this short because today's episode is so packed full all about minimalism and the holidays. Today is the first of a series that'll come onto the podcast monthly, it is a Q&A series, so you're asking the questions and we are answering. And I've been wanting to do this for a really long time. Typically, I am the solo host of this show. I bring on guests or I do solo shows on my own, but I've been really wanting to bring on a once a month co-host and do these question and answer episodes. So it is finally happening and I have Katherine Williams of The Minimal Colonial joining me each month. She was a guest on the show just a couple of episodes back, so you can go back and listen to that one if you haven't already to get to know her a little bit. But in short, she has her master's in counseling. She is a toddler mom and she is a military spouse. I absolutely value her perspective and I'm so excited to be having these conversations with her each month. We both put question boxes on Instagram. We got a ton of questions about the holidays. We are covering as many of them as possible. We talk about some deep, heavy things and we also had a lot of fun in this conversation as well. So I hope you enjoy it. If you do, as always, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram. I'm so grateful every time you guys share, that is how new people discover the show. All right, friend, let's dive into this Q&A episode. 
I'm so excited. This is our first question and answer. So we bunch before this. Um, we could be awkward and pretend like we weren't. But <laughs> <laughs> you're like just a fair warning. <laughs> yeah, we're over here like, okay, what? How, who's asking the questions? And <laughs> but we're talking all about the holidays. So we got so many questions. And good, some good so, ones. So many of them are good, but. We kind of categorize them. So that's how we're going to go through this. And just to kind of give you all a preview, we're going to be talking about holiday decor. This is an overarching category. So we're going to go into it a little bit more. Gifts, mental health in the holidays and relationships and all with kind of through the minimalist lens in general. So before we start, though, let's talk about some fun things. Um, yeah. First of all, I think, Catherine, I think this was an answer that you got on your question box. But when oh, yeah. we asked, like, what do you want to hear about the holidays? Someone said, all of it, please. So. Yes, I love that one. <laughs> so I thought that was great. And cute. we're going to try. We're going to do our best. I yeah. felt like I wanted to include every single question, but that's just not realistic. No, they were also good. And I think people had so many great ideas, too, about what to talk about. Because I think it's something that we all struggle with but don't want to struggle with it you know yeah they shouldn't be that hard yeah like one of the questions is about like how to not be anxious about this when we want to be joyful like this is supposed to be the really fun season we think about that every year at least I do I'm so excited for this time of year I love it no I'm my birthday is two days after Christmas too, Aww. so I feel like I was like born for Christmas. <laughs> so I always get so excited, and then there's yeah. just this, like rush and anxiety that floods yeah. in. So it changes last- people. It changes the vibe. You, it's such a buildup of excitement, and then there can be such a huge letdown, yeah. you know, with that anxiety. So yeah. Yeah, so hopefully, Catherine, you have all the answers of how we can. Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) We're going to start with some fun things anyways, because just to kind of ease into it, because there are some heavy topics that we're going to talk about here. So everyone wants to know what our favorite holiday songs are. Just kidding. Nobody asked that. (laughs) Well, they might wonder. Nobody asked that, but I want to tell you guys. Catherine. We want to tell you. Catherine, what's your favorite holiday song? Mine is White Christmas, the one from the movie with Bing Crosby. That's like the most classic one I can think of that every time I hear it, it like makes me happy. And my mom grew up loving it. So it was just always played throughout my childhood. And now I'm going to like make sure Owen knows it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I feel like a favorite of mine is because it's my dad's favorite song is so kind of similar. War is over, which doesn't sound like Christmas song, but um, I'm trying to think of what the uh, that's not what it's actually called. Shoot. It's called. So this is Christmas. And then the subtitle. Yeah. yeah, And then the subtitle is War is over by John Lennon and Yoko. Yeah. 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 That's a good one. Okay, so what's your favorite holiday food or dessert? Yeah, so I'm like, I'm such a classic girl when it comes to like all of these things, but I love and I could eat so many of them. So I get a stomach ache are the classic iced Christmas sugar cookies, just like all the shapes. They have to have like a lot of icing has to be like caked on there, but it has to be like smooth. And I kind of like Christmas cookies that aren't super, super soft, but not too hard. I like just your classic Christmas sugar cookie. I love making them. I love icing them. And then Luke's make Luke makes a really good eggnog recipe. And I look forward to that every year. So mm, 
Love those. That sounds so good. I love eggnog. Yeah. I love sugar so too. I feel like I'm not the best at making the Christmas sugar. No, me neither. I like other people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'd rather someone else make them. Um, yeah. Mine are the... I love peppermint bark. So, so good. If anyone wants to send me some, just go ahead. <laughs> I feel like that's like a classic teacher gift I would always get too. Oh, now that I'm not a teacher. Yeah, yeah, now that I'm not a teacher, I'm like, where's my peppermint oh, bark? Everyone. There's a supply coming. <laughs> um and then i just like peppermint mochas but i don't really i don't really go and order them i want like the peppermint mocha creamer in my fridge so i can make them oh yeah you can have it at home yeah yeah that's good yeah and then what's your favorite so this was a question so people did actually want to know this what's your (laughs) what's your favorite holiday tradition so um we did this every single year and it's changed over the years, but it's the same concept, but we love decorating our tree while watching a Christmas movie. And over the years it's changed. When I grew up, it was Scrooge, like the old musical one with Albert Finney. And so that would go on and we would decorate the tree. And then some years it would be white Christmas. And more recently with Luke, um, his favorite movie is family vacation. So we'll do that. So some years it's like funny. Some years it's sweet. Um, but it's always decorating the tree with a movie. So I look forward to that every year. Yeah. When we were just talking about this beforehand, I was like, I cannot think of Christmas yet. I can't do it. It's like, what do I like to do? I don't remember, but I do love Christmas. And I remember it now that we're talking about it a second time that I like that first night after the decorations are up. So I don't know if that's like a tradition or it's just like a nostalgic day. So I like decorating and I like kind of just watching a movie, having a warm drink, like the night after everything's up or like a Christmas Christmas. uh, I like a Christmas beer too, like a like a winter beer after all the decorations are up. Same. Yeah. Do you That's have Do you have like a fireplace? Do you have a wood burning or any gas fireplace or anything that or can access? <laughs> can I access one? <laughs> so in our no, <laughs> that's the short answer. No. <laughs> I, I go need, with your neighbors. Can I borrow your fireplace? I need this fireplace, and can you put up the decorations today so I can have yeah. this tradition? Right. No, and I never really had one growing up either. We have had like a fake electric one that was part of our tv stand in our old house so i mean it it blew it blew heat at us so (laughs) that was nice same vibe it's good light a candle yeah (laughs) yeah i feel like that or just like diffuse some oils have that like warm smell yeah so good we're gonna talk about holiday decor right now so it really yeah into it well so the thing with holiday decor and minimalism is I feel like they're, at least in my childhood, which you can tell me, you know, how yours was, it was like, there were lights everywhere. And I mean, if you still go to my mom's house now, like she lights up the main area of the house. Uh-huh, and there's just like decoration <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And then my neighborhood has a Christmas light decoration competition. And so like people oh, yeah. go all out. So I think that's... Oh, yeah kind of this idea of maybe the expectation or what you saw when you were younger is this all out feeling. How do we combat that? Yeah. And if do we need to, I don't know, but but how do, if we don't want all that or how do we store it? How do we declutter it? I don't know. What are your thoughts on holiday decor in general when it comes to minimalism? Like what did you, what's different for you being minimal with holiday decor? 
So it's funny that you mentioned like the childhood thing, because I definitely grew up in a neighborhood where we used to call it basically like lights in the parkway on our street. And it was always the thing like we would joke about wearing sunglasses down driving down our street. So um, my parents always kind of adopted the less is more. We definitely did things. And she my mom had her favorite things that she would put out. And so I always enjoyed that. But there, our house was never the one that it looked like. Christmas threw up on the house like my mom and I've said this before in other ways like my mom and my parents really just adopt that classic mentality and like whatever was very colonial and old school um and so I didn't grow up with like tons of decorations it was kind of like the old school stuff um so I've definitely taken that on now in my personal um decorating thing and I think What's changed as far as um, becoming a minimalist now is just how much I do, but I still stick to the same concept of less is more, but it can still be there and it can still look really beautiful and classic and you can have those memories of decorating your home while also um, not having to buy every single lawn ornament, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, Tasteful. I guess mainly I just try to keep it really tasteful. and things that I know I really love and will love year after year after year and not anything that goes along with the trends. Ways to make it look beautiful without um, having to care, I guess, too much. Yeah. Having to fuss over it. Yeah. Right. So that's I, where I come from. I think that is the main thing. Is I feel like this is a time of year that people love or it's either you really love it and you want to decorate a lot for it or... Yeah. You feel like you have to decorate a lot for it. So I always suggest for people to kind of just do. I mean, this is such a like, okay, obviously do what you want. Like it doesn't have to look a certain way. If if you're living, you're trying to work towards living a little more minimally. It doesn't have to look a certain way. You know, it's one time of year. Knowing that it's not in your basement for how many months on end and you're only pulling it out for those you know, for that short month time. So I think a lot of it is like prioritizing what's important in your home. Like, is it the atmosphere? Is it looking at pretty things? Is it a feeling? Is it experiences? You know, some of the decor have experiences attached to them. So like decorating the tree with a movie, like that's a decor, but it's also an experience. So I try to think, like, look at what has multiple uses, but can give the same... I don't know, like purpose or whatever. And and one thing too is that like we've now lived in two two houses, I think. Um, and the way we decorated in one house is different than the way we decorated in this house. So I think it matters, you know, what's important to you in that certain house. Like I couldn't do the same things I wanted to do in this house. And this house is a little bit bigger, so we might have a little bit more, but it's still less. So um just trying to keep in mind, like, what's important to you, I guess, yeah. when you're thinking about decor. Yeah, and we personally have, zero, like, zero surfaces to put stuff in because we yeah. have such a small living area right, right now. So we, I've just had to minimize it so much because I'm like, this doesn't yeah. even go anywhere. There's nowhere to put this. Right. Um, as for sentimental stuff, too, I have... 
I've heard a lot of people say like they only decorate with sentimental stuff and that's right. how they kind of the keep cake, that yeah. keep that feeling at bay mm-hmm. of like oh all the new trendy whatever's yeah. trendy this year right. it's just like keep those classic items or mm-hmm. or the sentimental stuff uh, so that you don't feel that because someone did ask how do you say no to all the cute holiday decor on sale right how, oh yeah how do you feel about that I am not tempted by any of it anymore because I have the things that I really love there are things that if I don't have that classic item that I know maybe my mom decorated with that I know my house will, would look good with I might buy it but um and again I went my house is different this year, so and Luke was deployed last year, so I didn't hardly do anything last year. Um, so that was changed. But with with all the cute holiday decor, I think the best way is to just avoid those stores that really may, might trigger you. Stop subscribing to emails that might, you know, give you coupons. Throw out those Pottery Barn, those holiday Pottery Barn magazines. Like, you don't have to be a magazine. You don't have to look like any of that. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just there are trends each year, and it's just another way for everyone oh, wants yeah. you to buy a whole new oh, type of decor each year, or a whole new set right. for your Christmas tree, whatever. That'll get you. I have to stay out of Joanne Fabrics because I think their <laughs> stuff is so cute, and it's yeah. right in the front of the store. I mean, they don't have a ton, oh, yeah. but it's just right in the front yeah. of the store. I'm like, I just need to stay out of here because then it's all 40% off or whatever. Oh, like, yeah. Whatever that means, you know? <laughs> right, right. How do you think, like, can we feel festive without tons of decor like what do you do to feel festive without it what are some things I think you totally can I think um there have been years that we didn't get to decorate because we were moving and uh we were in the interim or in limbo because of the military life and I can think of so many families that I've known who have not gotten to decorate because of uh living in different circumstances and absolutely there are so many activities you can do there are so many ways to create um, an aura of Christmas that have nothing to do with what it looks like. You know, there are so many church events. You can go, um, you know, we, our church does a living nativity. And so you can walk through that. You can go ice skating. You can go do things. Like if you don't want to be in your home and reminded how you're not decorating, then get out of your house. You know, go do things that, eat up that time that you would be like lamenting over how your house isn't decorated yeah absolutely and I think you know if you want to feel festive but you don't want to put up a bunch of decorations just because maybe you don't like to do it I don't know I my one of my favorite traditions is just that like night after everything's decorated but I also don't like to spend hours on it and I never really liked spending a lot of time decorating the tree I like to kind of surround with like the music with the mm-hmm. tastes of the season I mean we we already oh, kind of talked about totally. this yeah the mm-hmm. smells and all of that is less expensive than buying a ton of decor and doesn't cost yeah. you money it just like right. you know you can have access to it just through having oh. a movie on in the background or having the music so I definitely love doing that and I feel like that's how I celebrate you know we think about the five senses if you take out sight which I would think is like decorations are your sight you know you can create so many other memories which smell is one of the biggest way to to create a memory and so if you think about smells taste hear what am I missing touch you know things like that things that you can do 
um, that have nothing to do with how things look. Because um, when you become a minimalist, it doesn't really matter at that point. You know, you, you do stop caring something you know, for the most part about how things look. Right. And I mean, you want the peace and yeah. the peaceful feeling in your home. And sometimes all the all the decor does not does not get right. I want to take a second to thank one of today's sponsors, Prep Dish. Prep Dish is simplifying the holidays for me because I do not have to think twice about what I'm making each week. Prep Dish is a meal planning service that sends you an email with a meal plan, a grocery list, prep ahead instructions every single week. So all your meals are planned out, completely ready for the week, and you can even choose from gluten-free, paleo, and keto options, which really makes eating healthier so much easier which is hard when you've got a family. And these meals are toddler and husband approved, at least in my household. There's no guesswork when it comes to actual mealtime each day, which for a mom, this is a lifesaver. Not only does it make meal planning easier, you literally no longer have to think about it. And with holidays coming up, it's nice to just not have to think about one extra thing. Meal planning is an extra thing that used to take me hours. Now I don't have to worry about that and it doesn't stress me out. It gives me more time for the things I enjoy and the things I need to be thinking about. Meal planning is not one of the things I enjoy, so it is great to have that all planned out for me. The best part is Allison, the founder, is offering listeners of Minimalish a two-week free trial. That's literally two weeks of meals planned out for you, grocery lists and prep included, for free. Head to prepdish.com slash minimalish to try it out. That's prepdish.com slash minimalish to try it out. Prepdish.com forward slash minimalish. All right, let's get back to today's episode. Okay, so... Let's talk about gifts because that was, that's the longest, that's the longest list of questions, but um, we're going to kind of narrow it down to some main things. And I'll talk a little bit about uh, this first question. And then if you have anything to add, because I have grandparents that are right down the street. Um, So, and also I guess that wouldn't matter other than the fact that they also love to spoil Gemma. Yeah. So should we limit what grandparents are allowed to give? And it everyone has a different situation. So, That's you know, insert insert whoever it is that gives your gifts here right. to your kids here. It might not right. be grandparents, but other family. Um, I feel like for me, this is just what I do because I'm not going to tell you what you should or shouldn't do. Yeah. I Nick and I go back and forth on this and I don't really want to limit it. I don't want to be like, here's yeah. a list of three things you can buy for my child right. and nothing else. I know for a fact that my mom, it's her love language to give gifts. Aww. So I'm not going to be like, you can't no, get my I child totally anything. Agree. Right. Um, but what I did do this year and what, you know, I think that we just we just have an open conversation about stuff in general with my family. Yeah. And it's never limiting because I don't want to limit that joy from them. Right. Um, but they also over time, I just think they understand that a less cluttered home brings us joy and it's a value of ours and they respect right. that. So we just, I just kind of actually just last night opened up the conversation about Christmas and gifts in general, because when it comes down to it, financial stress of gifts, and that might not be everyone's situation, but I just feel like I grew up with piles of gifts 
every Christmas morning. Mm -hmm. And that was a huge financial strain on my parents. So I don't want them to keep doing that. You know what I mean? Like, like that's joyful for them, but also it's not because, and that would be a financial strain on us. If we started that, if we started being like, here's a pile of gifts every single year. Yeah. That would maybe bring us like very temporary joy that morning, but it brings a lot of strain. We just kind of started talking about last night, you know, what, what could be added to the home for Gemma? What would she really enjoy? What's something that my mom has been thinking that she's wanted to get her and, oh, how could that fit? And we kind of just opened it up and started talking about it together. So instead of being like worrying about it, worrying about it, oh my gosh, what am I, it's my family or my husband's family going to get them. Just like have an open conversation about Christmas. It's a fun time of year. And if you're both excited to get your kids stuff, or if you're both, if you're a little nervous about it, just like act like you're excited. Like, oh, I've been thinking about what they want and what to get them. And you know, what are you thinking? Cause I don't want you to have to feel like you have to get them a lot. Like they don't need much, you know, just that you're helping. It is, it, it can stay positive. It doesn't have to be this, like, um, what's the word? Um, burdensome task it, it shouldn't right. feel that way and, and you shouldn't dread it you know because gift giving can be very fun and pleasurable for both sides it, it, it just because you know it is extra stuff in the home doesn't mean it's negative and I, and I wanted to add like I think that I've said this before but it is only in our control what we choose to keep in our house and if you know those events are coming up you can prepare for them and they don't have to be this big dramatic um event or whatever you know it's coming so that might mean you clutter out or you know declutter more than you get or um you prepare your kids for how that's going to go or whatnot and i think like you said having that open dialogue with family is going to do a lot of good um and setting those expectations ahead of time. I, I don't think there's anything wrong with having that conversation. And it, and I know there are different circumstances around this and why the question was asked and whatnot. But um, coming from the side of we don't see our families a lot, we don't see our grand, the grandparents a lot, and those times are fun for us. We look forward to um, seeing open, Owen open certain things. And <clears throat> I know um, both of our sets of our you know, grandparents are excited for that. And I want that to be exciting for Owen. I don't want him to feel feel like I'm stressed out either because he's getting something, you know, because they absorb that tension for sure. Oh, yeah. And, um, it shouldn't be about that. You know, it can be joyful and peaceful at the same time. So... Right. Yeah. What do you, what's the deal with for you? Cause a lot of people asked about extended family. Um, yeah. I think this is when it comes to gifts, this is what stresses us out the most as well is mm-hmm. kind of this expectation uh, out there. That's like, if some people do it, some people don't. Okay. I have to yeah. get gifts for all the teachers, for all the neighbors, for all the coworkers, um, for all the extended right. family. So what's that look like for you and your family? So I, uh, you know, this kind of happened by default because of distance being in the military and a lot of that fell to the wayside. Like we didn't really, or I don't feel that pressure to do a lot anymore because the military has kind of resolved that for us. But um, I, I try to put myself in the situation of like, if we had been around family the whole time um, and plus I'm not, my kid's not in, at an age where we have to get teacher gifts yet. So I'm not sure how that pressure is going to go. Like if that will happen for us or whatnot, but Um, In my mind, and this is true for friends, too, like, I stopped giving the extra people gifts um, because I just don't think 
it means enough to to have a gift exchange. I don't think it means anything about our friendship or about their meaning in our life. Or I think kind words go a lot longer and people remember that than a little gift that you gave them. So if I have a chance, I'd like to do a card. I'm definitely a card. Personalized message is meaningful. I, you know, I've never gotten any feedback one way or the other if if they appreciated that one way or the other more than a gift. Um, but my friends, at least like my adult friends that I'm close with, know that we stopped gifts for each other, like me and my girlfriends, um, because it's just it's just not worth it. Like our friendship means more than you know saying I, I'm going to give you this gift at Christmas. So. As far as extended family, so in our families, um, we have that open dialogue, and each year has looked a little bit differently, um, and I think this year, the, the conversation hasn't happened yet, but it usually does about what we're going to do for each other, um, but nowadays, now that we have kids, we do let the kids be the main focus, and, and we don't do adult gifts as much. If we do adult gifts, it's usually a... Um, on one side, we do a secret Santa for the siblings. And then on my side, we do maybe like couple gifts um, together. So there are ways that you can minimize the amount or the number of gifts, whether that's doing a maximum like $25 limit or coupling people together. Or um, we do do gifts for the like the grandparents, the parents. I think this year we'll probably do more like gifts from Owen type of thing so I guess in, this is a long-winded answer for this kind of question but I don't know think of ways that you can start eliminating certain things so whether that's like uh, one gift for two people or spending less amount of money um, start cutting off people that giving gifts like little tiny gifts that add up to a lot like you know a full class of children if you if you have kids in school and you're giving a gift to every single teacher and um, that can be a lot or do do something a larger gesture that covers more. I don't know if that is making any sense. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, I just think that we can get caught up on the little tiny lists of everybody and instead of looking at the big picture of like what's really gonna matter here. Um, and by this time next year, they're gonna remember that I gave them this and that. Probably not, you know, kind of with the idea of like coworkers or teacher gifts. Yeah. Um, I love that idea of just like a kind note, um, appreciation, even yeah. adding like some kind of food mm -hmm. item. Yep. Yeah, totally. that's yep. always good. Something edible, because when it comes down to it, if you're feeling like, I don't know what to get this person, I'm just going to get them like a random $5 mug or something. Oh, then, right. then if your values, I, I had to tell myself this last year, I'm like, okay, if I, my values are to not ha get something like that. And not, not that I wouldn't be. Yeah, a person, right. But just like, right. I don't want to add clutter to someone else's home either. So, and I don't want to just be like, well, I feel like I have to get them this. So how can you kind of turn that feeling of, I feel like I have to, mm -hmm. to making that stress a little bit less, doing something handmade, doing yeah. something, I don't know, DIY or just maybe yeah. edible is <laughs> always good. Oh, same. Yeah. Or I think the food goes a long way. And I think like, if you start thinking about, I, we know we say this a lot in the minimalist community, but like truly thinking of an experience that's more memorable, something that you could take a picture of 
and share that because that's what's your that's what you're going to remember. You're not going to remember those tiny little gifts. So like if you want to get dressed up and and take a nice photo together and that be the gift or you you know have that framed or something or like matching PJs or ugly sweaters um things like that that are good gifts but don't add items to the house and one thing with extended family now that we all have kids is that we let the kids be the focus the adults have kind of taken back uh the you know taken the back seat to all this because we've done all those traditions we have and can afford to buy the things that we want to buy in the off season you know but we don't need christmas as an excuse to buy each other gifts that we could literally buy any other time um it doesn't mean more just because we got it at christmas if that makes sense so we let the kids have those experiences first since we've all done that we've all grown up doing those things year after year our time is over so we let the kids kind of have that and let them grow up with that kind of vibe first um so the gifts for each other kind of really slowed down a lot yeah and one of the questions was ideas to spend less so I just want to touch on that mm-hmm. quickly because we yeah. we're already kind of talking about that food items like consumable type yep. of things there's like an inexpensive bottle of wine is totally fine mm-hmm. to take like for you know someone who would like a bottle of wine or right um something I've been doing which well I did it two years ago for my mom and then last year she kind of asked for it after I was already doing it again and I was like is this is she gonna want this again like I don't want to do the same thing two years in a row it's a calendar like doing a calendar on on um and there's always gift cards like or not gift cards but whatever comes in the mail for like snapfish or whatever those I don't know what the yeah shutterfly that's uh, what it is mint it uh yeah I know what you're talking about yeah so you stuff comes in that's one thing to look for in the mail yeah, I love if you that. if you are needing to get gifts for grandparents or family extended family yeah. watch for those that always inevitably come or look for it um, online I'm sure you could do a quick google search and find something or like on Groupon yeah. they're usually come oh, up yeah. so mm-hmm. we do this calendars and they're so beautiful and they're inexpensive and they are decor for the whole year for our family mm-hmm. and they love it because it's pictures Aww. of, of yeah. you know us or not us but Gemma <laughs> like, <Right>. so <laughs> right. that's what they want expiration you know and it doesn't stay in your home forever you know right. it's not I love that or like photo albums like printed photo my mom keeps asking for one I still haven't done it yet because I'm yeah. so behind on family photos but I think photos go such a long way when it comes to gifting or you could even like have a photography session scheduled for the family and that's a gift that keeps on giving so many years you know coordinating outfits or whatever we did that at the beach um I still have to edit some of the photos but just keeping in mind of things that like they really just care about you as a person they don't care about the item they just want to feel connected to you and I keeping that the focus when you're spending money I think is going to help direct you better yeah and also not to like stay on gifts or stay on this question for a long time but one thing I want to say that I get caught up on is if you have some kind of like artistic talent or whatever you can make something with your hands Mm -hmm. yeah that is so special to give to people I I always love when someone like hand makes something and gives it to me people I know are and myself included love a handmade gift because oh, yeah. it's special and it's right. like 
valuable, actually. Yeah. One year we made um, my mother-in-law these coasters from Scrabble pieces. Yeah. We like, did the project uh, through Pinterest, and Luke and I really enjoyed it together. We didn't have kids at that point, but we remembered making it, so there's one experience. It's fun. It was fun to give and show her, like, we made this. And then um, she still has them at her house. And they're just so cute to look at because it's like, oh, yeah, we made those. And that was a year we couldn't spend a lot of money. We didn't have a lot of money in our first, I think it was, like, our first or second year of marriage. And it's, you know, it's just neat to see what you're capable of doing when you don't have a lot. And those end up being super meaningful. Yeah. And I think that's the thing is it's like this time of year can feel so stressful because of finances and it doesn't have to. Um, I think we think we project a lot on people and we think that people are expecting us or or judging us if we don't give them something that shows that we, oh, we have enough so that we could buy you this thing. Do you and your husband give each other gifts? How does that work in your family? We have we haven't talked about it this year yet. I'm sure we yeah, will on a small scale. Um, we yeah. have up until this point. So yeah, I feel like it's a thing we have done it each year. And starting two years ago, we've done with all three of us like something you want, something you need, something um, something to wear, something to read. So we did that I for a couple. That. Yeah, we did that for a couple of years. I don't know if we'll do it this year. Maybe with her we'll do it because I feel like that's a good, that's a fun thing to do with kids. I love that little rhyme. That's perfect. So we've done that. Um, What do you guys do? Do you guys get each other gifts? It depends every year kind of what our situation is. Like this year we've been doing a lot of house projects. So that feels like big gifts to us from each other type of thing. Like, you know, having a nice home to exist in has been great. Um, but there are years that, you know, we might, we might do one big gift if it's like an electronic item, um, something like that, or little small things, or we might do this year. It's our anniversary the day before. Um, or I guess I don't know what, I don't know what day of the week it falls on, but our anniversary is, uh, November 26th, right before Thanksgiving, or at least it was the year that we got married. And so we might do a trip and that might just qualify for our, um, gift to each other even christmas gift we combine a lot of things so it just depends on what the year holds um but more and more um as time goes by we just want to be together so it depends what that looks like um yeah or what our needs are for the year but i like that little rhyme for sure that's cute yeah it's fun i think we we like getting each other gifts but Mm -hmm. then kind of like with adults like we were saying well like you were saying with your family and gifts for adults it's like well if we really want that thing like we can budget for it save for it through the year but yeah I mean everyone's different with that but I did I have like doing the something that will rhyme that's a perfect I'm gonna adopt that found it on Pinterest I think a couple I'm so excited to tell you about a company that I have been absolutely loving and using every single day, and that is Native. Native creates safe, simple, and effective products with trusted ingredients and trusted performance. They literally have 9,000 five-star reviews and have been featured on The Today Show, Elle Magazine, Pop Sugar, just to name a few. 
Their products, like their five-star rated deodorant, are formulated without aluminum, parabens, and talc. And it's honestly so worth it to say no to these toxins when it comes to products that we use on our bodies every day. Native's products are filled with ingredients found in nature, and you can actually pronounce them and understand what they are, like coconut oils, shea butter, and tapioca starch. Plus, their products have free shipping and returns and they actually work. I've tried out other natural deodorants and nothing works like native. I don't have to reapply even after working out or taking a walk. I've tried a lot of natural deodorants and native is the one I'll stick with time after time. Plus, I love their scents and I personally love the eucalyptus and mint, but they have something for everyone like coconut and vanilla, which that one sounds amazing. Lavender and rose, Plus they have seasonal scents and an unscented baking soda free formula for those with sensitivities. I feel like Native would be the perfect stocking stuffer, especially for your spouse. You can get 20% off your first purchase. Visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code MINIMALISH during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase at nativedeodorant.com with promo code MINIMALISH. All right, friend, let's get back to the show. into mental health um, yeah. and mental health and relationships. I think one question that really stuck out to me was this idea of how to fight the urge to be anxious or even just like how to find joy in a time that can be overwhelming and, you know, be how can we be happy during this season because you think it's a given and it's all about like the joy of the season. I feel like that's like the catchphrase for some kind of company. I don't know. Or just like joy to the world. That's what experience the joy instead of like getting caught yeah. up anxiousness of like this is overwhelming mm-hmm. what do you think oh it's so hard because uh, you know I know the holidays can actually be really triggering for a lot of people with certain family conflict or being reminded of sad events you know it's sad because Christmas is not about those things but it can be such a time of red for some people and when I worked in the psych hospital the depression rates went up during the holidays and um we had a lot of we had more patients in the hospital who came in because they were triggered by the holidays and I know we're talking about stuff and minimalism and things like that but um it I I don't think we talk enough about having good mental health during the holidays and how to self-care during the holidays um So I guess my answer is like, just because it's the holidays doesn't mean you ignore yourself and that it's all about other people and all about these experiences and um, all the glitz and glam, like remind yourself of why you enjoy Christmas and keep it simple and keep it to those things. Cause you know, you might, you might be uprooting certain memories or things of the past that can really dictate your mood throughout the holidays. And of course, like any other day, you want to try to eliminate that as much as possible. You know, you don't just because there's a Christmas tree in your living room doesn't mean you should be reminded more of whatever has happened in the past or be reminded of the anxiety of, of gift giving and things like that. Like that is not the point. So I think trying to find little ways to self-care throughout the holidays um, 
eliminating all the extra stuff that that does bring you anxiety. Maybe you need to make a list of the things that actually bother you throughout the holidays. Like, is it the gift giving? Is it the family? Is it the extra activities? Is it the uh, shopping? You know, whatever it is, make a list and and decide for yourself what really triggers you. Because when you are aware and you know what those are, you can handle them a lot better. Um, Sometimes we're facing fears that we don't actually know that are fears and we're we're like blindly going through life trying to battle these things. But when you name them and you face them, um, I think it's really empowering and you have a lot more strength to get through it. So, um, yeah, I think prioritizing what's important, make a list of of what triggers you the most and um, finding joy in things that, I don't know, might not mean much to others, but it means something to to you, I guess. I don't know if that kind of makes sense, but um, just remember that things that make you happy might not make other people happy, but that's not on you. It's not your responsibility to make other people happy. So, yeah, yeah. I, I think to something I like to do when I am experiencing anxiety or I am experiencing just like around anything, um, I'm just experiencing, I don't know, just like a negative feelings, um, that are tripping me up in some way. I think with the holidays, at least last year, I told myself like, okay, I need to change the narrative around certain things because there are narratives around the holiday season that there is this idea of, you know, joy (laughs) as the center, but also there are narratives that are like, okay, you need to go out on thanksgiving evening and stand in crazy lines of people and push people which i know that that's not (laughs) as much of a thing anymore with online shopping but still it's just like i feel like the holiday season kind of starts with this stressful event of like you need to get the good deal so it's just like there are these narratives in our culture that maybe we don't fall into them anymore or maybe we do how do we change the narrative around those things to say like okay this is what I want the holidays to be about and not even in a selfish way it's just like what do I want it to be about for my family I know a couple people asked about ideas for you know teaching their kids about what the holidays are all about and it really it matters to what what are they about to your family Mm -hmm. I mean for me it has a lot to do with our faith but there is like there's options for doing if you want to volunteer if you want to give more during this season like what is it about for you because you don't have to fall into what the messaging of the culture says Christmas is so I don't think I think we so often just let the culture paint how we feel about things um instead of like taking that pause and I know I'm guilty of it so it's something different I did last year I was like okay what do I want this to be about and people were like bucket list stress me out or you know whatever yeah but because that could be like oh what do I want this to be about I'm going to list out all these things that I want my family to do together but it's not about that it's just like what do you want the feelings around this season to be because if it's if it's joy, then you're going to have to probably repaint the picture of what a lot of commercials or, you know, cultural messages are saying. Right. And I think with that is like finding the support to be able to do those things. So if you are struggling with certain things, like find the people that 
are going to support you and empower you to do those things and to carry out that narrative rather than the people who are going to oppose you. And I think sometimes the holidays can be really telling about certain people's personalities and and, uh, character flaws. And, you know, you really kind of see the true colors of people um, when you're going through the holidays because they that pressure and that anxiety can get to them and bring out the worst in people. And so if you are in toxic situations and you're, and you're creating a narrative based on toxicity with these people and the pressure or whatever it is, might not be people, um, you know, you need to find support that's going to help you create the narrative that you want it to be. And um, I think you'll know who those people are. They will either say the right thing to you that makes you encouraged. They will do the right thing, you know, for you and acts of service, or they'll just walk alongside of you to help you carry out that narrative. So I really like that answer. I think um, definitely rewriting the script. Also kind of related, like I feel like we're getting into this is just this idea of relationships. Um, So this is getting even deeper and I honestly don't feel like I have, I feel like this is something I still navigate in a lot of ways but it is something we navigated even more when we were farther it's like there's so many different narrative or narratives uh dynamics that's what i want to say there's so many different dynamics whether you live far from family and you're expected to travel home whether you live close and you're expected to be with your family like for 48 hours straight on christmas Mm -hmm. eve and whatever you know so Mm -hmm. Or you maybe don't have family even near you or living or whatever. It's just there's so much with relationships in the holidays. So one question said, okay, how do we deal with wanting to stay home on Christmas Eve or like maybe extra Christmas parties throughout the season or Christmas Day and not feeling guilty about it um, and how to talk to family about (sighs) that? Yeah. You go ahead and take that one. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I I mean, this is a hard one because, you know, we have all felt this way at one point or the other. And I think we all go through phases each year where this might be true or it might not. The pressure might be more one year and then it might be off the next year. And, you know, we've definitely kind of gone through that being far away and now living close. And um, I guess the biggest thing um, that you can do is to kind of know your boundaries. Only you know what you can and can't handle. And if you are going through a hard time, maybe this particular season, um, you you might want to maintain stronger boundaries. If you're um, more inclined to be social and wanting to do that, then, then go for it. Um, no one else can dictate what you can and can't handle. And I know sometimes we put a lot of blame on other people, um, for making us feel that way, but we are only in control of how we feel. Um, and other people can choose to react or not react to what boundaries we set in place. So, um, I think you have to really get in touch. It sounds like so, (laughs) so like therapy, but you do have to get in touch with your own feelings about this stuff. Um, and know, and know where your heart is on it and then stay true to that. Um, Because sometimes we could feel one way and then we still do things out of obligation. Um, And I'm not saying that, like, there are some things that you do for family and events because you just do them. And that is okay. You don't necessarily have to make it all about you, like, oh, I can't handle this. But um, I, I guess I'm saying, like, you shouldn't do things out of obligation if it's harmful to you, if you know it's not good for you and your family. Um, 
and then having that conversation. Now that could go over a lot of different ways with family. You know, those conversations are really, really hard to have if, if you are expected to do something. Um, but one thing, one thing you can do about not having guilt is that just remind whoever you're talking to that you're trying to build your own memories for your family and try and take the focus off the other people that you're talking to. Like, don't make it about them. Just make it about you. Cause again, you can only speak for yourself and how you feel. Um, but just, just tell them that you're trying to build your own, your own memories. And when all else fails, if they don't understand that you can use minimalism and say, you know, we're simplifying not only stuff in our life, but activities and our schedules. And, um, we're trying to focus on positive mental health this year. And this is what it's going to look like for us. And then hold true to your boundaries. Sometimes I think we can like say one thing and then not follow through. If you are going to make a decision about going out or not going out, follow through, like follow through on your commitments and, you know, speak true to what you're saying. Yeah. And, and define the expectations with your family. If they do have expectations, you need to know them. So have that conversation like, and you can use the word, what do you expect? What, what would you like from us? What, what is the plan for this year? What would you like it to look like? Because they might have expectations that, that aren't, that feel like pressure and obligation, but they're, they're not coming from that intention or um, that perspective. So kind of ask, like, what are your expectations? Um, and if, you know, that, I guess that's where you start and then that could go, uh, you know, several different ways, but yeah, um, starting there helps. Yeah. And I know I struggle with this, not just during the holidays, like all the time because of, I have people pleasing mentality. Like I am Enneagram nine. So I, (laughs) I struggle with this hard for that reason. Um, but I know I kind of want to just put this out there in case anyone is feeling this is that whenever you have a young baby around the holiday season, this can feel really hard and scary. The idea that you're taking a, if you're, if you have a newborn or whatever, and you're taking, and you're anxious about taking them out, like through, of parties with people that are going to want to pass them around. And oh, that makes yeah. just, I struggled with that hard a couple of years okay. ago. And yeah, so one thing that I, I did to try to be respectful first of, my own anxiety and then of my child that I wanted to keep healthy, which maybe it sounds extreme, but I had anxiety over no, that. It was, and it's serious. I mean, yeah, no, I, agree. I mean, there's you, it's hard. Like family wants to kiss your babies and then oh, you're yeah. okay. Well, it's flu season. You, you know, you just don't know. It's right. Hard. It is so hard. It's and an we have things sometimes. big family on both sides. So one yeah. thing we did is, during Thanksgiving, I basically had my doctor give me an excuse. I mean, not like written, like you oh, take it to so school. Smart. But I was just basically like, True. hey, should I really travel to family and have my two month old or yeah. less around a bunch of family? And she basically said, if you want me to be your excuse that you shouldn't do that, then and if it would make you feel better <laughs> and your that. family, then yeah, you should make it an excuse to like tell your family to come to you. This is when we live farther away from family, and we did. And That's the family good. that really wanted to see her, they did mm-hmm. come to us. So Aww. that was one of the best holidays we had while we lived far away because people came to us and it was intimate, and yeah, yeah they stayed with us and everything, but. But at the same time, you know, a month later, we did come home for Christmas and and I wore her at a huge Christmas Eve party. So just like think through it, respect 
other people too but also remember that if you are because I, I know that there might be someone with a new baby and there's a lot of anxiety mm-hmm. around our first time mom especially it's just like I didn't know that really sh- made me struggle around the holidays um, a couple of years ago so I just kind of thought of that yeah. and wanted to put that, put that out there I like that and and you can like with that you know using your doctor you can also use finances as a reason to not do certain things like if driving and paying for gas or paying for plane tickets is too much you know that's a very valid and I I don't even want to use the word excuse because it's not an excuse but it's a very valid reason to not do certain things Um, you shouldn't have to break the bank to have a holiday experience you know yeah yeah, or, or sacrifice health um, cause we had family come to us the year that I was pregnant with Owen and that was really fun. Um, and yeah, like you, you don't have to sacrifice to have an enjoyable Christmas. And I, I think that's what a lot of where the joy gets depleted is that they're making sacrifices that they wouldn't normally make yeah. just for the sake of family. Yeah. I know that I, experience a lot of anxiety within that decision yeah. before the decision is made but mm-hmm. after the decision happens always kind of okay I mean there might be right. some there might be some people that are unhappy but it's it's going to be okay so that's something I always tell my I've been telling myself with decisions you know that decision especially if you live far from family, the decision to say like, no, we're not coming can feel really hard and it can cause a lot of anxiety. So Uh try to make it faster. I don't know. Try to make that decision faster. And if you know what you want, like make, Mm -hmm. you know, make that decision. Don't, don't go back and forth. And get the support from your spouse. Like if you're dealing with in-laws, have them deal with their particular family and, and, and vice versa, like deal with your own families. If that's triggering for you and get each other's support and be a united force when you're communicating and rehearse what you're going to say, have your message be the same across the board. And if you have to repeat yourself over and over until they, till they get it, you know, that's fine too. Um, It makes it easier once you, you know, if you're, grappling with the decision when you when you're more definitive and when you sound more confident those conversations go a lot better people don't have reasons to debate you or argue with you or kind of like I'm a people pleaser I could always like be like oh okay submit in some way but if you're rehearsing it repeating yourself and having support from your spouse or whoever it is if you're single you know friend or whoever it is um yeah you're gonna feel a lot better about making those decisions yeah Awesome. Okay. Yeah. What are you looking forward to most about this upcoming holiday season? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, I think being more settled in our home this year, last year, Luke was deployed. Um, Mm -hmm. He came home on Christmas day, which was fun, but all I felt like I celebrated early because we were doing everything before he got home. Um, so I feel like I'm excited to have him around this year and do all the things leading up to Christmas day. And just, we feel more settled in our home. So like I'm enjoying my house more and the vibe. So, um, just simply being more, I get like the word settled and, and, uh, peaceful, I guess, and having my spouse around. Cause that makes a huge difference. Last year was really hard. So, um, I'm looking forward to him being involved. I guess. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's so great. Yeah. Um, 
I'm looking forward to Christmas lights, like with Gemma, because oh, she yes. was obsessed with Halloween decorations oh, and like all, all the blow ups in people's yes. yards. So yes. I just can't wait. I'm like, when are people going to start decorating? Because we have this lull right now. Like everyone took their Halloween yes. stuff down. And yes. but I just can't wait for her to experience that. I hope that everyone loved this first Q&A session and we'll we'll keep putting the question box out there each month with each yeah. each topic. So if people want to send to, they can send me to my email or they can send either of us on Instagram uh, suggestions for topics too because we'll do this, yeah. like I said, once a month and we're excited. So fun. This has been such a great experience. Thanks for having me on here. Well, I hope that that was a fun listen for you and I also hope that it was helpful as you are thinking forward to the holidays. As we are moving into the holiday season, I hope that you are anticipating it with joy and not fear or anxiety. Although I know these emotions can come up and Catherine and I definitely discussed that. I just, I just hope that you can look towards joy in this season and choose joy in this season. All right, friend, I am so grateful that you joined me here this week and I will talk to you again right back here next week.